0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fifth episode of More and More Sport with me, Lewis and Thank you for joining me once again. Um, I just want to say a massive thank you as well because we've hit 100 listeners, which for me, who's just doing it by himself at the minute, and the podcast isn't properly edited and just up and run- or up and running yet properly how I'd want it to be with any guests or proper editing or proper microphone or proper sound. 100 listeners is very very good, so I appreciate that very very much. Um, before we get into today's episode. Um, It's been a rushed up week, to be fair. Uh, Many things have happened. Uh, There's been a lot of sport and also the Winter Olympics begins. So my sleep pattern is going to be up, down, up, down everywhere at the moment. Um, But there is one thing that we are previewing today, which starts tomorrow. Well, in my case, when I'm filming this, it starts in 40 hours time. But when this goes live, the the tournament will be starting tomorrow. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the Six Nations Tournament. 2022. Oh, yes. Any rugby fans, you all know about this. It's a yearly competition which happens between the six nations, which are England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, France and Italy. Um, what I'm going to be doing in this episode is I'm going to pre- be previewing and talking about the tournament. I'm going to be talking about all six different nations, about their weaknesses, their um, their challenges that they'll come up and face against, um, stuff like that. England have been hit by a few this time. Um, I'll be predicting the table and I'm also going to be going through the Scotland versus England. Well, England's team for Scotland v England, which happens tomorrow at 4.45. And I will be talking about what I think about that as well as Tom Curry getting his first captaincy. Well, not his first captaincy, but his captaincy. Um, and we'll talk more about him to be the youngest since Carling, really. Um which is going to be interesting to talk about. So all that and more coming up in this podcast episode. Plus, I've got some very exciting things to be telling you as well later on in the episode. So without further ado, let's get into the Six Nations preview. OK, my favourite time of year, Six Nations rugby. What could be better than this? Is there a better tournament than this? Obviously, the other nations have theirs in the summer where you have New Zealand and everyone. Um there's not a better tournament in rugby than this, if I'm being honest. You see all the premiership players, you see all amazing players in this one tournament over the next five weeks. And it all begins tomorrow with Wales against Wall. Sorry, with Ireland against Wales at the Aviva Stadium. Um, Common Ireland for that one. And then we have the big Calcutta Cup, which is Scotland versus England at Murrayfield, 4.45 kickoff. I can't wait for that one. I'm sure I will have a lost voice um, and will barely be able to talk at my nan's birthday lunch on Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Um, But... Today we're previewing the episode, we're going to be talking about weaknesses, good spots, uh, what I think could be changed. I'm also going to be talking about the squad for the uh, Scotland v England game that Eddie Jones has named. He's starting 15, it looks quite strong, that's all I can see so far. I'll also be predicting the table and then we'll be talking more about it, to be fair. Um, and there's loads to get through. Now, I don't know how this, how long this episode will be because my notes aren't as long as they usually would be, but it's a preview episode. Um I tried to get some fans on, but yet again, I failed for that. But I'll be telling you later on more about the podcast. OK, so I think, we—I think to be fair, there's only one place that we can really start. And I'm going to preview England. Um, now, England, while well, I'm from England, of course, I'll be back in England. I, well, everyone in England will be back in England. Every rugby fan in England loves this tournament for many, many reasons, because we face... We face, Scot- we face all our rivalries and all the other nations hate us. Ireland hate us. Wales hate us. They hate the fuck out of us and we hate the fuck out of them, to be fair. Um, Scotland hate us. There's this big Calcutta Cup, which we're playing for, which Scotland currently hold. we we'll are talking more about that in a moment. Um, France and Italy, they sort of hate us. I mean, Italy, there's not much to go by because they're not really the best rugby-playing nation in the world. And definitely sh- um, there's been talks, well, there's been talks the last few is about removing them from this competition but i think it should they should stay um there is a new era under them so we'll talk more about that as well but all the other nations basically ireland scotland wales they basically hate the fuck out of us and we hate the fuck out of them there's rivalries there for a reason it's home nations rivalries isn't it when you think about it but i'm going to preview england um well last year was a bit of a um shithole really because we had the worst ca- uh, worst campaign for decades in the six nations um and we start with Scotland away at Murrayfield, which Scotland currently hold the Calcutta Cup, which is what we play for every year against them. Scotland beat us at Twickenham at home last year with no fans. Maybe that gave Scotland an advantage for no, because there wasn't the big Twickenham, Twickenham Stadium atmosphere that you'd expect from 80,000 English spectators and some Scottish spectators there. Um, but the fact that they beat us at Twickenham for the first time in 36 years I think that was a big loss and then our Six Nations campaign last year got just we were just penalised by every team I mean there was at one point where Italy scored the try before we did and that said a lot. Um, And most of us definitely were not most English rugby fans were not happy at all with last year's campaign. And I don't blame them. I wasn't for one. I wasn't one of the ones that were saying, oh, Eddie Jones needs to be sacked, etc. Because we believe in Eddie, we have a trust and we want to win this 2023 World Cup next year, which we're working towards. Um, But however, we do start with Scotland away at Murrayfield um, and we do have uh, the advantages are we have Ireland and Wales at Twickenham Stadium with the spectators back. Now. We haven't won the Grand Slam since twenty sixteen. Um we have had years in between where we have been really close or we've had really shit years like last year. Um but if we can get past Scotland at Murrayfield, win the Calcutta Cup back and then look at look at playing ireland next and then wales next because they're both bi- they will be the two big games where we're playing ireland at twickenham and we're playing wales at twickenham that should give us more of an advantage yes there's been some injuries yes we look at owen Fowell, the fly half he he's permanently out of the six nations with an injury uh, there's been some worries and camps around in jones's lineup which we'll talk about as well in a moment um and it yeah so it's been a bit of a um twist up really in this lead, well, with in the lead up to the camp well to the start of the six nations but we're here we've got a good squad i think um we've got the right man in charge we um because owen farrell is out Um, Taking charge is going to be uh, Tom Curry. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't get my words out there. Taking charge is going to be Tom Curry. Um, Now, we obviously seen in the November Autumns Nations. He took charge of a few games, I remember. He's a very, very good player. Don't underestimate him. He will be in line to be the youngest captain since Carling, if I'm correct, according to the Telegraph. And if we take a look at this, uh, the headline is Curry back to Phil Farrell's shoes in Jones' least experienced Six Nations side. So, yes, we do have going into this tournament, the well, the least experienced side that we've ever had going into a Six Nations tournament. That could date on us a bit, but I'm going to keep it short and simple. We've got younger players. We look at the likes of Marcus Smith. In fact, I'll read the squad out, which we're going to be playing tomorrow. We're going to be playing at number one. Um, we look at the likes. OK, um, so number one, Ellis Genge, fantastic at the minute for Leicester Tigers, captaining. Captain, captaincy. He's moving from that club um, but he's been fantastic leading them to victory or shit. Number two, Luke cowan dickie We know from his experience, we've seen what he's like. Number three, Kyle Sinclair Kyle Sinclair, great, amazing player. Number four, Maratogi. Now, many people are saying, why don't you put Mario as captain? That is also a good shout. But Eddie Jones has gone for Tom Curry instead. We'll talk about that a bit more in detail. Um, number five, Nick's, Nick Swiski, Awis, Awis, I think his name is. He's making his Six Nations debut this weekend. Be interesting to see how he fits in with this big pack of England group players. Um, if you take a look on the YouTube channel, um, on the youtube website they've got some videos bits and clips look at him in training he looks quite strong he looks ready for a challenge to be fair um then at number six we have lewis ludholm um number eight sam simmons number seven uh, sorry number six lewis Ludlum, number seven Tom curry is the captain number eight sam simmons number nine ben youngs uh, there are some familiar names in this squad of course but it is the least experienced side like we say um, number 10 Marcus Smith. Great for Harlequins. We've seen what he can do in Eng- in an English shirt. Let's c- hope he continues to do that this time round. Uh, number 11 Joe Marchant. Number 12 Henry Slade. I think that's a great replacement really. You could also argue about switching Henry Slade to 10 and then switching Marcus Smith out to number 12. That would work too in further matches. 13 we have Elliot Daly. 14 Max Malins and 15 Freddie Stewart. So it's sort of a B, not a B, well, it's sort of a mixture between an A-side and a B-side team. I mean, some people would argue, why don't you put, if you, if you look at the bench, if you do look at that bench as well, you could argue that maybe, maybe you could have some of the more experienced people on. But I feel like Eddie Jones has been watching them closely in the Premiership Rugby because there are some great players in the Premiership this year. And I feel like they have been watching them close. Um, you take a look in the paper before the squad was announced um not many people have gone with the lineup that has been announced but you take a look at the paper they're all saying they would have started Marler instead of Genge um apart from that there's not much change to be fair um if you look at this what they said most of the experts in um three out of the five well three out of the no four out of the five experts are saying they would have took um marler instead of genji at number one and they would have had uh one said they would have had Noel at number 14 instead of mailings that's a good shout too but there are we do have some great experience in the six nation squad um we may be the least experienced going in english shirts going into the side however that could give us a bit more confidence it could start us off well so i'm not going to call the grand slam coming england's way however if we could, it'd be fantastic, but I'm, I am i suspect all the other five nations will be watching out for England very, very closely this year because we if we can get the Calcutta Cup back this weekend, we're going to be off to a flying start. And if we beat Ireland and Wales at home, then fantastic, we're going to be on to that flying start. Um, so that's going to be great. Moving on to Ireland now. Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. What can you say about them? If you looked in the Autumn Nations Cup, they were flying high in November. They had a vic- another victorious win against the All Blacks, which was fantastic to watch as a rugby fan. Um, and. Yes, they've gone under the radar a bit and maybe people have forgotten about them and speaking about the other nations such as Wales and maybe Scotland, etc. But Highland are always a great bloody team. They're always fantastic. They love their rugby. You can see the passion that they have and you can see what they want. And I think the boost from from the Autumn Nations Cup they'll have going into this Six Nations tournament will give them that extra bit of... I don't know. Extra bit of spice, extra bit of proper rugby that we know and that we can see from Ireland. I think that's what we'll be expecting in this tournament. Um, with the win against the All Blacks, like I say, it's coming back from November, from October, November time. With the win, with the win against the All Blacks, playing most of the games at home in the Autumn Nations Cup, they were fantastic, and they were they were a really enjoyable side to watch every single year. Now there is the argument that they do. Better in the early stages and then, you know, fuck it up later on. But you've not really seen that for the last few years. And as a rugby fan, you could agree with that and you could say, yes, I'd love Ireland to sh- uh, fuck it up. But I don't. I don't actually. I want to see them do really well. And I think they will. On to our rivals for the weekend now. Scotland, we're facing them at Murrayfield, Scotland's home ground in Edinburgh for the Calcutta Cup. They currently hold it. Um, now, last year, they probably had one of the best Six Nations campaigns that they have had in a long time. Um, the only thing with Scotland is they have a brilliant away form. Well, their away form last year was incredible, but at home it really suffered. They really suffered some huge defeats at home, which you don't really expect. You expect home advantages, etc. But they do have England at home this well this weekend, the first weekend, and we're playing for the Calcutta Cup. They currently hold that cup, so maybe they'll have a boost and hope to win it back. But if they can get off to a great start at Murrayfield and at home... Then um, they well, what can I say? There's been a Scotland team that's been building for years, and if they can get off to a great start and also have a great away form again this year, and show that they have been building for the last few years, and that you know they've been this side has been building for years, and it will be it will come good if they can get that brilliant home and away form at the same time because last year. You look at Scotland, you think Scotland, you think, oh, they're not the best rugby team. They're a bit of a joke, really. They've not won anything for years. But last year, it was sort of a different side. And We hadn't seen that Scotland for a while. And I think the World Cup in 2019 sort of boosted that too. But we hadn't seen that Scotland team in a while like that. They were playing aggressive, fast-paced rugby, which is what I like. And if they can get off to a great start at Murrayfield this weekend against us, England, then I think as well as keeping up their away form, then I think the Scotland team that's been building for years will come with good measures, this Six Nations. On to the Welsh now, the Wales. Well, they won the Six Nations last year. However, they are without their main man, captain Alan Wyn jones um, However, they do have Dan Bigger, which can fill his shoes because he is a world-class operator when he gets at it, when he plays rugby, anything. You, you've seen the way he plays against New Zealand, Australia. He is world class. He will be, I think he'll be a big filling in for Wynne Jones. Yes, it's a loss for Wales because they do rely on Alan Wynn maybe a bit too much at, in times like the Six Nations and you re- if, if without that man, without without your captain, especially Wales, I think they might struggle with that. But Dan Bigger is world class, like I said. He can operate here, there and everywhere. And he can play in any position that you any position you put him in really. And when he operates and when he gets at it, that's it. Click of the fingers, you're done for. Um yes they do have loads of injuries. Excuse um injuries and excuses in camp but no none, them none are actually coming from their camp they they still seem quite confident the six nations means a lot to the Welsh it means a lot to the whale means a lot to the Wales rugby team it means a lot to the community of Wales to the to the whole country um so I hope they'll play some really really good rugby however I do hope we will smash them at Twickenham Stadium in a few weeks time um and you know what I wouldn't write them off but they but I do see them struggling this year without Alan Wynchers and also seeing the injuries. I think the injuries will, I think they're not making any excuses about the injuries they currently have now. But I think later on into the tournament, maybe when they start playing England, I think that's when it's going to go a bit tits up for them. However, I'm not writing Wales off. I don't want to offend anyone in Wales. I'm not writing them off. I think they will do good this year because they're great at playing rugby. I like watching them play rugby. They always put on a great show. However, you look at the team they're playing. They're playing Ireland. It's a big clash for the first weekend. They're playing Ireland in Dublin. It's going to be a big game for them. And without Alan Win jones and having a few injuries, it might not be the best start to the campaign that they've had. But I wouldn't write them off. Last two nations to preview now, and we're going to preview France first before we preview Italy. Um, what can I say about France? Well, they're fantastic, aren't they? They really are. They're a fantastic uh, team. They have great fixtures and a layout. This Well, with the great fixtures and the way it's laid out, this six nations, I think it will really, really help them. And they also have one of the world's best players playing for them at the minute. Um, and they've really gone up since the end of twenty nineteen and to early twenty twenty. We obviously see, we've obviously seen that they were very close to winning it in twenty twenty, um, and last time, last time round in twenty twenty one, they had another great campaign. They played really great rugby in France and in the Autumn Nations Cup back in October and November time. That's another great thing we've seen from them recently. Um, and if there's anyone that you put money on for winning a Grand Slam over the next few years, or maybe this year. I put the money on the blue team I would I would actually put them on the money for going up there and when I predict the table in a minute you might be shocked for who I've put first but I do really think that that France are going to win it they are my winners and I'm going to put that out there they are my winners to win it this year um they like I say they're great they've got some amazing fixtures and it's a it's a great layout for them I think they'll really they'll really be happy with that Their camp looks great. They don't seem to have many injuries or affections of COVID, which is also another bonus for them or any other rugby team. And it looks like a fantastic fixture list that they've got. It's going to be all out and I cannot wait to see them play this weekend. Finally, but least, it's Italy. Well, what can we say about them? Italy, Italy, Italy. (laughs) Well, when you think about Italy, I just hope they can manage to get a win this year. I really do they are they're always seen as the underdogs they're always seen as a joke they always finish last or second last or whatever they can't really play the best rugby they are easy to get really high try scoring points against um They do have some good positives, though. Um, There is this new era under them. Obviously, they played in the Autumn Nations Cup too. They played some good rugby. I do like watching Italy play when they play some good rugby. Um, However, the new era doesn't really seem to be working so far, so I don't see what's going to be changing from October to February in the last three or so months. I don't see what that much is going to change under the new era. I think it needs a bit of time to change. I think they need a switch around, but I don't see much change at all. And I see them also being the joke again and finishing last, if I'm being honest. But I really do hope they can manage to get a win under their belt somewhere. Um, They don't have the easiest start to their tournament. They're going to be playing great rivals. Um, I don't know. It just seems a bit harsh on them, to be fair. Which is why I get why a few years ago people were saying, let's get Italy out and replace them for Fiji. I don't agree with that. Italy to stay in the competition always. And we don't want to make it a nation eight nations. That's what the Autumn Nations Cup is there for. That's more like an eight nations. Italy's staying the six nations, but I just really hope they can manage a win this year. OK, well, I've previewed all the six nations, uh, well, all the teams for the six nations. It's now time to tell you my uh, table for how I think it's going to finish this year. Um, And I'm going to be brutal and honest. Um, I'm going to give a quick fire, well, quick fire reason as to why. Um, So first, I'm going to say France are going to win the tournament. I'm also going to say they're going to win the Grand Slam as well. France just look really, really strong, especially in the last two, three years. They've, They've gone back up the top flight rugby. I really like their style of play. They've got one of the best players in the world at the moment playing for them. And like I said in the preview for their team, I really back them to win it. Second, well, you might call me a bit biased here, but I'm going to say England. I think they've got a lot of great players playing at the moment. We really have. I really like the look of Marcus Smith, Henry Slade. Yes, we've had a few injuries concerns. It's going to be might be a bit of blo- might be a bit of a blow without you know Owen Farrell maybe. But I think Eddie Jones would have thought of that a bit more, tilt it on the head. And I don't know. I feel like people are writing England off because of how. About a tournament we had and how bad of a campaign we had last year but i feel we're going to learn from that we look at us in november we played great rugby we're fantastic side we are a top flight side and we have shown that we nearly won the 2019 world cup yes we didn't have the greatest campaign last year yes we may have a least experienced side going into the six nations this year but i still say we're going to finish second just falling short behind france of winning it this year though third well i'm going to go ireland mainly because Um, I think they play some fantastic rugby. I really like their style of play. They've got some world class players. They're really, really passionate. And to be fair, I don't see Wales going against them this year. Usually you'd say it'd be England, Ireland, Wales, you know, that sort of. But there are different kinds of competitiveness coming in this year, different kinds of ways. And they don't have many injuries, like I said. And I'm going to say they're third. Fourth, well, people are going to judge me for this, especially in Wales. Fourth, I'm going to say Scotland, mainly because they had a great away form last year. They played great rugby last year. I was shocked how they didn't get. They nearly got into top three last year, which is way better. And to be fair, they they did actually finish above England last year. A bit saddening there but I don't see it happening again this year. I'm going to say fourth but it'll be a close battle between them and Wales who I've put in fifth mainly because of the amount of injuries they've had and that they're without their top flight captain but they do have Dan Bigger who's fantastic. And finally but least I've put Italy in last for the reasons that they're the jokes. They don't really win many matches. They're not the best to play rugby but I feel like If you just give it time, they will. They do have passionate fans. They are nice at watching. They're they're great at watching rugby. They make me smile. I love watching them, but I see them finishing last. So the way the table has gone for me, I'm predicting it. France, England, Ireland, Scotland, Scotland, Wales, and then Italy. Right, well, there we have it. That's your preview of the Six Nations all over and done with. Thank you very much for listening. And if you are watching the Six Nations this weekend or throughout the next five weeks, I hope you enjoy it. Come on, England is what I'll be cheering tomorrow. And for the rest of the weeks, it's going to be very, very loud in my house. I think the whole street will know what I'm watching. Um, We do look like we have a strong side. Also, I just want to tell you that starting from next month, um, from March, the first episode of March, this is going to be updated. We're going to be going on YouTube as well. So not only will you be able to listen, you'll be able to watch the episodes too. Um, There'll be some music, there'll be proper editing, proper sound quality and guests as well. So just bear with us, okay? We're getting it from March. I don't know what date yet, but from the first episode of March will be on YouTube as well. Thank you all for listening once again. Thank you for coping with me. If you're watching rugby this weekend, have a great time. If not, just have a great weekend. And I'll be back next weekend with the Super Bowl preview. Oh, yeah, people. See you soon.